Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 15 of Retro Hangover. Internet, we are coming to you finally again over the sweet, sweet megabits and kilobits of the streaming stores of your choice. And I don't give a flying fuck if I do some awesome alliteration or not. Nothing is going to f- keep coming at me like I can't think thoughtfully of fucking find f- fuck fuckity fuck alliteration and bullshit. <laughs> We've been gone for a while. I don't give a fuck. Um, I think I've already cursed enough for people. Um, uh, that's all right. I'll, I'm, I'm I'll pick up where good. you leave off. That's that's fine. You know, we, we've been gone for over a month uh, because life is is life, and it gets in the way of shit. And I'm already on my fourth corona, so <laughs> I am flying high. This suddenly explains a lot. I'm very very happy about um, being able to record again. So this is this is great. Um, I think most importantly, uh, that I'm with the, uh, salacious and succinct Shane Kosky. You know, uh, I'll take, all right, listen, I'll take salacious. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever had anybody call me succinct. I, I tend to talk like way too much on a point. That's why our news segments matter like fucking forever because i just keep talking yes but i like forever news segments however i don't know if well, anyone else does um but if you do by all means email us at uh the, the spam file that is known ah. as podcast at retrohangover.com um dude, dude the first like two minutes of this is already where you are salty as fuck i can already tell. i don't give <laughs> salt Salt heals all wounds, right? Uh, that that's what salt I does. I mean, maybe I don't think that's how that works, but if, I'm not a I doctor, salt, so I don't know. If I rub some salt in my wounds, not that I, that not that I have wounds. That that's the thing. Like, there's no wounds to rub salt into. Mm. Anyway, this this week's gonna be a a slightly different episode because we've been just out to lunch uh, for the past oh god since October 25th, and uh, we're recording this episode on. Uh, December 6th. So it's it's been quite a while. Yeah, and um, none of you fuckers asked where we were. We could have been dead! I, I think some of them may have been hoping that we were dead. <laughs> uh, we still love you, and uh, I mean, if you of. are listening... Maybe I, a little I bit less I, than before, but no, it's fine. I love them even more. It shows the resolve and, and their belief that we would be back, because they never asked <laughs> if we were truly gone. But you know what? That's kind of on us, uh, that we weren't there. But like I said, life. Uh, speaking of life... Uh, I think most importantly, uh, Shane. Delicious cereal. I think delicious cereal, Shane. We need I- to <laughs> we we need to talk about where we've been for the past month, but namely you, because we we talked last time we had uh, a podcast. You were in Atlanta, and yes, well, you're not in Atlanta anymore. <clears throat> no. So please, please, audience, chop chop. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I was in Atlanta. 
Um, and I think I had sort of gone over why before. Uh, yes. I got my got my certification. I uh, evidently Cambridge thinks that I am worthy enough to teach people how to speak the good English. So uh, so I've got that Cambridge. going for me now. Yeah, and like the English Cambridge. Yes, actually. What were they doing in Atlanta? Well, so it's it ultimately all goes through Cambridge. Uh, but the program is run by basically like third parties that are approved by Cambridge because obviously mm-hmm. Cambridge can't be everywhere. So in this case, it was um, an organization called Teaching House, and they do this fairly regularly. And all of the results and everything from the course ultimately get sent to Cambridge for a final review before I get my official certification. So um, I actually that should be showing up in I think uh, a couple weeks. So that'll go in a nice pretty frame and I will put it on my wall somewhere and I don't know, teach some words, yo. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been back for a little while now and kind of on the job hunt as it were. Mm. It's been a while since I've had to do that, but uh, luckily I think I've, I've, uh, I haven't been doing too bad. I've secured a few things. I, uh, I'm officially a tutor now for uh, a variety of subjects. I'll be tutoring in technology topics as, as well as some English. And um, I will be substitute teaching here in the, the county in which I live. So so uh, I'm probably going to be a little bit busier than, than I have been as of late, if that were possible. Do, the, do they even have children that live in your area? I mean, I've heard stories, um, legends, I mean, perhaps. I mean, there's plenty of houses, but I mean, the area you live in, like children typically don't go to school. They just like raise crops. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, I never said what I would be substitute teaching for. <laughs> it could just be, I mean, in a barn. I, I don't I don't know yet. Point is, is they're going to be paying me to do it. So and that, that, that is a plus. That is a plus. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, there's plenty of uh, sessions of cornhole uh, for your county, because uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm glad I'm not the only one that finds the name of that game completely amusing, yeah, inappropriately hilarious. Yes, well, that's uh, we're from the north, so as far as I know, like up north, cornholing has nothing to do with throwing <laughs> beanbags in a hole. It has something to do with throwing a bag-like substance towards a hole. Uh, it's usually attached to something that's going inside of a hole. <laughs> However. Um, it's not beanbags. Dude, that's like the first time somebody down here asked me, like, hey, you ever play cornhole? And I'm like, I don't know you that well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to play cornhole? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like, uh, I, I, it, it, I, it, this was like, I didn't know you were into yeah, that. It's like, I wasn't aware that we were in prison. That, uh, hey, uh, hey, whatever floats your boat, man. It's just, I like women. Um, but you know, good on you. You like, you like doing cornhole and I'm glad you think I'm attractive. Um, <laughs> it's very flattering. Thank you. Very, very flattering. Um, but yeah, that's awesome that you got your uh, teaching degrees and, uh, when a substitute teacher dies and, uh, and, uh, uh, Clara Oswald, a uh, new teacher is born in Shane Kosky. You're going to, you might be the next assistant. Dude, I can only hope. Uh, yeah. By the way, everybody, uh, Clara Oswald is dead. I don't think that's spoilers because uh, the season's still going. So I don't give a fuck if you're upset, dude. Whatever, man. She's I'm dead, dead, dead. I'm way behind on that show, so it almost doesn't even matter. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> and uh, Mizey Williams is is she's really 
really good in that series. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that she was uh, in on that now. Yes. But uh, she's like a regular character. Like, they've actually fleshed her out. It's, like, fantastic. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least she's not going to get, you know, typecast or whatever for being on Game of Thrones. I know that tends to happen a lot to actors that end up in really popular shows or movies like that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, by, by the way, uh, my, my wife brought this up to me, that if you have not caught up on it, uh, Doctor Who apparently is available on demand at bbcamerica.com. Like, all of it, or? I, I don't know. I haven't verified it, because I have it DVR'd, mm-hmm. so I haven't gone to BBC America, because I you know, I don't want to watch it on a fucking PC. <laughs> it's, it's on my TV, which is a delicious 4K, mm, yeah. or my delicious plasma that's old, but is still delicious. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to watch it on my dinky little, I don't even know how old this fucking TV is. This is like old as dirt. It's an LCD. It's, it's not a great TV, but I use my computer monitor and my phone's beeping for no fucking, I don't even know where the fuck it went. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Cool story. But, uh, so anyway, um, probably the, the things that people tend to care about more, which would be the, the games. Yeah. 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 Games and, and stuff. Um, what have I been doing? Pretty much Fallout 4. <laughs> Lots of Fallout, Fallout 4. Fallout. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a game you might not have heard of. Um, it's a, not, not once. It's, I don't think we've ever talked about this. Yeah, it's pretty uh, It's pretty underground, you know? Not a lot of people know about it, it but uh, it's pretty cool, you know? I like it. Uh, that, that, that game and uh, Battlefront as well seem to be two games that are on Metacritic are just getting metabombed. Yeah, okay, so that that's good, actually, because I, I want to talk about this, because I haven't really seen a lot of it, or the reasons why. So, is this just because, like, we have a whole new crop of people that just aren't aware that Bethesda games are, like, notoriously buggy at launch or something? Or, like, what's the deal here? I think there's still a bunch of people that are just butthurt that it's a first-person shooter. I mean, fucking, yeah, what do you even mean? Like, Fallout 3 was an FPS. I don't know. But I think there's still a a considerable audience that wants to pretend that that didn't happen while acknowledging it happened. Like, I'm not sure. You see, I guess they took a lot of... I, okay, first of all, we've talked about this before. I still have not played Fallout 3. I've only played Fallout 1 and 2, and briefly, because I think I fell asleep playing them. I know that's uh, sacrilegious to say, <laughs> but that is the truth. And Fallout 3, from what I understand, a lot of people loved it, and I, I actually I do want to play it at some point. But from what I understood, they took some steps back from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4. It's, it's I guess it doesn't feel as uh, involved or as complex, but like I guess like your choices don't matter as much, and they took out skills or something and now it's it's a more dumbed down kind of first person shooter than fallout even fallout 3 was yeah and we've okay yeah we we talked about this i think last time also and just so we're not beating a dead horse on this particular topic but suffice to say listen they i think they streamlined some things that were probably necessary and and it was that whole illusion of choice thing as far as like you know stat points and things like that go ultimately those don't really matter because you're gonna end up picking whatever the best thing for whatever you're trying to do for your character is anyway so if you're gonna gravitate towards an optimal build which most people tend to do then really you're not making a choice you're just putting points in the correct spot to make your character optimal or at least close so 
it doesn't really matter. And they added <clears throat> several layers of complexity in Fallout 4 in the uh, the base building stuff that they've added. That was never a part of Fallout 3. And now you- I heard that was like tacked on and tacky as shit. Uh, I wouldn't say it's tacked on. It's a pretty integral part of the game. I mean, is it? yeah, I mean, your whole driving reason for collecting up all the like random ass loot that you find throughout the game, like 95% of that is all for materials so that you can either upgrade your weapons and armor or have materials to build stuff for your settlements. So it's not really tacked on. And I will admit that the building system that they have is a little wonky, but I mean, it's difficult to do that in like a 3d first person perspective. Like Mm. unless you were going to do, you know, something like Minecraft where you're just placing blocks, um, having being able to actually place like entire pieces of structures and things like that it's more complex so i'll give them that but it is a little weird like it takes a little getting used to and some of their button choices are kind of odd too but i don't know for me that's like pretty minor gripes overall i mean the game itself is fucking fantastic so you're using your pip boy arm your pit boy gauntlet uh you know i have as a matter of fact oh yeah pit boy gauntlet listen i know you were looking for <laughs> looking for me to say no nah, actually I, I haven't used it at all no i was i was i was hoping you would say you haven't used it at mm-hmm. all. yeah no i know but but you you put out the the big money you gotta use that damn thing Trust, I, if i if i had the damn thing i'd probably use the damn pit boy too i mean it's pretty cool i'm not gonna say that it's like it's by no means necessary whatsoever, but you know. This, you are, are you playing this on PC or are you playing this on? I, I guess that's the only thing you can play it on. Yeah, yeah, because I I don't have a current gen console, and I wouldn't. No. Okay, a I would never play a Bethesda game on anything other than PC because mods. Um, and then B I would also never play a first person shooter on a console. Because controller. You know, speaking of which, I, I know I'm going to go to kind of go off on a little mini tangent here, but I'm drunk, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um, I was in the GameStop in the mall at Orange Park Mall mm-hmm. uh, this this past week, and we were talking about first person shooters or something like that. I don't know why uh, they had a limited edition of Oblivion there. I'm kicking myself in bios for seven bucks. And it was a limited edition with, like, a leather-bound book inside of it, and they're selling it for $7, and I didn't buy it. But anyway, uh, I was talking to him, and he's like, I know. Uh, We were talking about first-person shooters, and I was saying, you know, mouse and keyboard is the only way to do it. He's like, really? Like, yeah. He's like, you know, you're not too slow with that? I'm like, have you ever played with a fucking mouse and keyboard? I I just looked at this guy, and like, how how... Do you prefer a controller over over WASD mouse? I can't. I, I don't understand. I it. can't believe that he would ask if it was slow. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> it's like. Well, I guess it would be more accurate, wouldn't it? I'm like, yes. Like, like really? <laughs> have you did? Have you ever played with this? I, I, I it blew my mind. I, I didn't like. It, it wasn't registering with me. It's like you've you've never played this before. I mean, he's a nice enough guy. Um, I mean, you can but, be nice and also stupid. Like, I mean, uh, you know, that, that happens. I, 
fine. It's true. Hey, that, that, as, as as lively as PC gaming is, it just shows me how dead PC gaming is. Dude, fucking whatever, man. It's <laughs> PC gaming isn't even PC gaming on PCs anymore. I'm sorry. What what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. You know exactly what that means. No, I, I really I really don't. With the genre as attached uh, to PCs in the perfect form as first person shooters like Fallout 4 is, you have not an RPG. Uh, you can. <laughs> You expect people to play this with a with a mouse and keyboard. Yes. That that's that it's 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 linked. That's the best way to play it. It's the definitive way to play it. Mm-hmm. But when people who play games on PC are beginning to play first person shooters and are more comfortable using a controller, PC gaming isn't PC gaming anymore, bro. Well, then no, that what? Okay, first of all... It, it's over. No, no. If, if these people are playing FPSs with controllers on a PC, they need to get the fuck out of here right now because I would not call them... You know what? They lost their their PC Master Race card. Uh, They're probably playing with the Steam controller right now. Who the fuck is even playing with that controller? That thing looks ganky as shit, man. Like... I have no idea how you would even play with that. I don't know either. I've, I've heard good things about it, though. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, this might just be... It looks listen, weird. You know, honestly, this might just be you and I already being, like, the old men uh, of the gaming scene. Because and we're not even, you know, we're not even amongst the oldest. But yeah, that's that's a scary. But continue. No, I mean that's. I think that's what it is. Because we're just like, I don't know. These things are new and scary. But like, uh, yeah, even it. Even looking at these topics we're going to be talking about in, in a little while, I even look at these and, like, the things I'm going to say are just going to be, like, old man rant. <laughs> and <laughs> I can only think to myself right now, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what's wrong. Uh, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the industry. Maybe it's them. I don't know. All right. We're going to change the name of the show to, to, like, Retro Nursing Home or something. Well, that's why I think Retro Hangover is so appropriate because we're hungover on the uh, old days. Of how things used to be. Mm, I like it. That's like we're still we're still super deep, man. Yes, it is deep. It, it, it's it looks like just we're a bunch of drunken idiots talking about video games, but really we're longing for the past. We're drunken nostalgia, <laughs> with a with a wistful look in our eye and a Corona uh, next to me that's starting to run though. <laughs> so I will nurse this Corona. Um, but myself, what have I been playing? Mm. Uh, I told you about uh, Soccer Wars last week at the bar. Yes. Um, Soccer Wars, which is a delightful game by Sega that was published by NAS America because there's no way Sega of America would ever bring this game over to the United States. Uh, it is so Japanese <laughs> that I think that it's too Japanese for Sega, uh, even the Japanese branch of that. Uh, I will give kudos to it, though, because there is a, uh, I would assume to be a transgender character in there, mm. which no one gave a crap about when this game came out in like 2008. And no one said anything about it, but um, I'm not I'm not particularly into that uh, the transgender relationship. However, I did choose that character as my romance because I wanted to find out if it was like really transgender or not. And the game never answers that question, so I don't know if it was really a woman or a man. I know this is a strange conversation <laughs> that we are going down. And <laughs> about Sakura Wars, a dating sim strategy RPG with robots. 
which actually plays very much so like Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, you're right. This is this might actually be too <laughs> Japanese for even the Japanese. Yes. It was extremely popular over there for the Saturn and the Dreamcast, though. Um, but this is the fifth one. Uh, I beat that, and uh, that's the game that I told everybody that I was playing, and it sucked. And uh, for, I guess if you don't know what you're getting into, uh, the game sucks because... Uh, it took me a while to realize that every single it's divided in chapters, and every single chapter is is pretty much like an anime episode. And it took me like two episodes to figure this out. Uh, but there's so much narrative and so little battles, and I was expecting more of Shining Force, where I go into battles after every little plot thing, and that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm in. I'm almost wrapping up my 17, almost 1800 word review of the game uh, to post on the Game Facts. It's almost done. Um, what else? Uh, Shovel Knight, uh, very good game. Uh, I think it was because there's too much hype. It didn't just blow me over, but it was a very good game. I give it a uh, 2.876 repeating out of pi. Uh, what else? <laughs> well, I mean, that overall, that's that's not too bad. <laughs> no, it's not too bad. I was bad. wondering, like, what you were like, what rating score like you were gonna give it. You're like two point something. I was like, if this is out of ten, we're gonna. We're gonna talk. No, no, it's out of pie. Okay, it's it's very much so out of pie. Um, I'm playing Gears of War, uh, right now too. I'm trying to trying to wrap that up because I've never beaten it, uh, and it's a really good game. I, I love the game. I would give it a uh, a sixty six point six 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 repeating out of uh seventy eight point uh square root of i. Um, very yeah, that's a good game. Scores. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, you have to be hyper specific when it comes to video game reviews because if it's anything less than a fraction above 7 it's shit. Um so okay, quick thing <laughs> quick thing about Gears of War actually. So <clears throat> this might have been because I didn't play it when it first came out cuz I didn't have a 360 until many years into its life cycle already. Right. Um but when I went back and played it, because I had heard so much about it, you know, oh, it's a great game, blah, 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 blah. So <clears throat> I I know that there's, well, okay, there's basically three of them. I know that there's some other ones, but those don't count. Um, there's basically four. Yeah. And I played the first one, and I found myself, like, finishing it almost out of obligation, just because I wanted to see the end of it like i wanted to at least say that i finished it um i can't say that i actually enjoyed it the entire time um it just felt very samey and kind of repetitive and a little boring and also the the you know the argument is played out now but the whole like oh it's a brown and gray shooter with a bunch of jacked muscly guys like that sort of overdone at this point as an argument, but I can see why it was valid. I think back then, because that's kind of how I felt through most of it. Um, I don't know. It's not a bad game. And I know that it did some great things for, for the game industry as a whole. When it came out, um, it introduced some mechanics that were relatively new at the time. And that might be the problem, is that we're so used to those game mechanics now that it's just not really now, all that important anymore. Yeah, and I can understand, if you didn't play Gears of War when it first came out, why you probably wouldn't appreciate it as much. Because 
In terms of gameplay, I think, because you have to remember, I don't play a lot of shooters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gears of War was one of the first ones I had played in a while when I played it. And it was really the first one that really made the cover base mechanic as good as it was. And it's held up amazingly well. Like, it looks really good. And if you want to take an example of what Gears of War exactly meant, like, popping Gears of War, which I think came out like a year and a half or almost two years after the Xbox came out, and even compare it graphically to Halo 3, or, or compare it to the gameplay of Halo 3, which isn't terrible, but it, it, it's wildly different and it's fresh, and then boot up a game like uh, Quake 4, which came out on the Xbox 360 as well. And Quake 4, compared to Gears of War, is just complete in total dog shit. And um, not to mention that, too, I mean, you had you had these all these first-person shooters that are out there that are just so disappointing, like uh, like Quake 4... And Perfect Dark Zero. <coughs> and, you, and people were kind of starting to work for something fresh. And it still looks good today. Like the original one. Like really good. I, I, I'm I'm enjoying it uh, still. But I mean, yeah. Have, have we advanced uh, far from the original Gears War? Have we improved on those mechanics? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, we're like, what now? Like eight years removed from Ge- Gears of War? Like nine years removed from the original Gears of War coming out? Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a while um, since that game was was fresh and new. But it, yeah, like you said, it's a good game. It definitely changed the industry for shooters. Um, ultimately, though, the coup de grace, and you saw this uh, over, over our little break, is... So I was about to go for a run. I'm, I have a new neighbor. Uh, he used to own a video game store up in Atlanta. And he's a really cool guy. Really cool guy. <coughs> uh, I've been talking to. And he said he had all this stuff in his garage. And if he found anything interesting that he didn't really care for, he let me have it. And because we talked video games. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I wasn't expecting anything. I don't really, you know, I don't expect free stuff. If stuff, stuff. So I'm about to go for a run, and he someone knocks at my door, and I'm still getting ready for my run, so I'm not like completely dressed. So my wife goes and answers the door, and I think it's a solicitor, so I start getting my my uh, music ready and everything like that. And my wife says, hey, uh, the neighbors came by, and she dropped off this. And in her hand was uh, The Legend of Zelda uh, Twilight Princess for the GameCube. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. It's like, this is yours. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you don't see this thing every fucking day. No. Like, this is like a collector's item now. I'm like, holy mother of God. I was <sighs> like, I was like, wow. I'm not, I'm not, I'm so lucky I, I ran into this. Well, sort of. I mean, it was just kind of. Yeah, you know, and I'm not going to use this here. Take it. I don't care. I was like, that's that's really cool. All I can say is <clears throat> that I, I hope the HD remake that they're doing of it allows you the option of playing with just a controller. I've said that before. If it doesn't, I still won't play that fucking game because I just really can't deal with the motion controls. I, I don't like it at all. You you like you like wiggling it. I know you like wiggling it. <sighs> I mean. It really depends on, you know, like the circumstance, but, uh, but if it has to do with, you know, <laughs> I was going to say sword fighting and then that was going to lead into like a whole other thing. Don't cross the streams, brah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think the point here is basically fuck you. That's really what I'm trying to say. 
I'll let you touch it. <laughs> oh man, don't don't tease me like that. <laughs> Unless you really mean it. Uh, so anyway, um, do you even want to say what's on tap? Nope. We can talk about what's on tap. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is normally where we say what's on tap. Speaking of which, uh, Pro Jared, the YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you watch him or not. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, you know how I do, he's doing like D and D December. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally heard heard him ripping our song for what's on tap on his episode. Totally ripped out. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know why that is, right? Because he listens to us. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. He heard it on our show, oh. and he was like, "Man, that's an awesome song. I should totally use that." Totally. I mean, it's either that. Or that's a tavern song from Neverwinter Nights, and I appropriated it for our show. That could be it too. Now that that sounds rather specific. Um, I mean, you didn't write it. I mean, that's really <laughs> neither here nor there, honestly. It's... <laughs> oh man. So um, we can attack these in any order. So um, I think the one we're probably going to get the most mileage on is uh. Hideo. Uh, yeah. Kojima. All right. So, and did you actually did you watch the Game Awards this year? No, I don't. I don't watch it. Well, I don't think you really. Is it, get, all that is it much. getting better? Is it getting better at least? I mean, what? So, this is actually the first year I've watched it. So, I really don't have a frame of reference for whether it's gotten better or not. Right. I mean, what made it bad before? It's just very, very sensationalized and very mainstreamy. I don't know, just prese- the whole entire thing historically has been that it's very more ad-centric to try and push push games for more sales rather than celebrate games. It was more like a giant fucking advertisement. Well, uh, that part hasn't really changed all that much. Uh, okay, all right. So still no credibility. Yeah, all right. not really. Continue. Um, I mean, there were a couple of cool things that came out of it. I mean, like the reveal of Psychonauts 2 is fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> You haven't played that would be good. Time, I I've played the in- intro sequence. God damn it! I think that the humor from the intro sequence is absolutely brilliant. Well, then you it's, should probably play the rest of the game because it's. I, I probably should. It's equally awesome. Although I have it on the, I do have it on the best console for that for that game as well. Oh yeah, and and what what is that? PC. Oh well, that's that's that is a fair point. Although, um, if you go and back. Psychonauts 2 on... So, okay, have you ever heard of Fig, by the way? No. Evidently, that's a new crowdfunding like website, or at least it's new to me. I've never heard of it. But um, they're using Fig as their like platform for uh, crowdfunding Psychonauts 2. So if you want to... Wait, they're, they're crowdfunding it? God damn, this thing's not going to be out for another three years. Yeah, no, it's actually like projected to be something like 2018. Oh, fuck. Um, but if you go and back it at a certain level, you get, uh, as the level that I was at, actually, I put in 33 bucks, which gets me digital copies of Psychonauts 2, as well as a digital copy of the first Psychonauts, which I actually don't need. So, you know, if like in three years or something, you still want to play the first psychonauts i'll probably have like an extra digital copy that i probably could give you somehow i I own the digital copy well then you have no fucking excuse and you need to play it Uh, you're you're right i have 100 steed games i think i probably play 10 of them yeah uh yeah you're right absolutely no i have no excuse i should i should play that uh one thing i do want to notice about the game awards themselves and it probably has the lamest award i've ever seen in my entire life and that is the 
most anticipated game award. What what the fuck is 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 a most anticipated anything award? Like, hey, you get an award for people wanting to play you. Like, good fucking job. You're an outstanding marketer. <clears throat> that's <laughs> that's really what or that is. Or have a great concept. What the fuck is that? That's just a, like, here's a little here's a little award for your marketing team. Um, good job on creating a hype machine for your game. Like, how, how do you, like, get the nominees for this game? Like, if a game was supposed to come out in November of 2015 and it got delayed... Can, is that a nom? Is that an eligible nominee for most anticipated game? I mean, like, like, how do you categorize that shit? I mean, this is like, what? By the way, the winner of that was No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does this make sense? Like, how could you sit there as a game developer and say, "Hey, guys, thanks. Uh, when this game, if this game ever does come out, uh, uh, I want to thank you guys for thinking about us." I, I don't get it. That is the stupidest award. That's like the Oscars ha- uh, handing out a uh, Oscar for uh, most anticipated summer blockbuster for 2016. Yeah, I mean it's it's essentially an award for nothing that has to do with like the quality oh, of your product whatsoever. It's fucking terrible. It's fucking. Well, awful. I mean, I feel like you probably answered your own question as far as like the credibility of this award show really goes. Oh. Uh. Oh, it's bad. But, what got game of the year anyway, Witcher? Uh, yes, Witcher three. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't really yeah. all that surprising, honestly. I'm surprised by the lack of Fallout love. There was really wasn't a lot of Fallout love this year. Uh, no, no, actually there wasn't. Um, but I mean, I don't know. That might also still be because it's it got released kind of late in the year, so I think people have had more time with some of the other nominees so that might have had something to do with it but that's not how the oscars work fucking whatever man like don't try to apply logic to these things it doesn't it it has none how did star fox zero not win most anticipated game that's what i want to know that that's a that's a high i don't even think it was nominated this these things are gypped blasphemy (laughs) you know we should we should ban it just like konami Wow. Ban Hideo Kojima from being there. Oh, man. I was, like, so, so, like, pissed when I heard that. Like, and it was kind of funny, too, because even the, uh, and I can't even remember his name, but the, the, the presenter of the show, he's, like, the guy that actually created and orchestrated this whole award show, and I can't even remember his name, but mm-hmm. if that's any indication. But uh, what he was saying even really, like, put, konami like on blast for this which i thought was pretty funny but yeah like man legal reasons or not that's still a huge fucking dick thing to do like as if there wasn't enough douchebaggery going on with them and kojima but then on top of that they're like yeah no um you know that game that is basically yours like you know that thing that you made yeah, no, you can't go accept an award for it because fuck you. That's why. Yeah, what is that? Jim Sterling says uh, this happened because Konami is Konami and Konami is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hashtag fuck Konami. Which when that happened, I promptly went to our Twitter account and put out a uh, fuck Konami blast. <laughs> what man? Honestly, like, what the fuck? And the weird if, if, thing if, with it, too, is... That's all I can really say right now. I'm, I'm trying to formulate my thoughts, so... Well, and what even makes it worse is Kiefer Sutherland was there. 
Like, yeah. to, to, he basically accepted the award, like, in lieu of Kojima, and he, um, he was, I think he accepted an, at least one other award that I think MGS5 got as well that night. But it was just funny because, like, he's there, like, they obviously sent people associated with the game to this event, but they very specifically were like, no, fuck this one guy in particular, you can't go. I think it would have been great if they banned everybody and David Hayter accepted the award. <laughs> That would have been pretty funny, man. Uh, I mean, if you're an, if you're an employee of Konami right now, like any employee, like to the from the, your your best d- designer coder, uh, anybody, your best your best employee at Konami right now to your gender, because I don't even know who the best employee right now at Konami is, because they've pretty much gotten rid of them all. And I say gender is not a hard worker, but <laughs> let's face it, he's not why you exist. If you're anybody at Konami right now, specifically the Japanese department of Konami, why why would you want to continue to work there? Why how could you look at what just happened to Hideo Kojima and be like, "You know what? That's that that teaches him that that teaches him for for wanting to take credit for his work. That 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 jackass. How how de- you know what? You do not fuck with Konami." You you do whatever they tell you to do, and you make more fucking pachinko machines, <laughs> and you make make more tap titles for the for the mobile phone. I have a hotly anticipated Castlevania tap, where every single time you tap on your fucking phone, Simon Belmont whips fucking Dracula, and if you slow down, he dies. That's what you should be doing. Pull the lever, not this fucking not this fucking open world Metal Gear massively open awesome fantastic experience for for a console no hit the fucking lever give me my goddamn flappy flappy rondo of blood and let's get this shit rolling uh that's that's what those motivated employees of konami right now are saying or they're like Wow, they don't fucking appreciate us when you get the fuck out of here well it's one of those i two. mean or- you know okay so excellent diatribe aside and and it was I, I will. I guess I'll be the voice of logic here and say that it's probably there is no logic in this. Dude, it's probably less about the fact that they're like ignorant to the fact that they're working for a shitty company, and it's more just like, um, I have a job that pays me. Like, I think that's really yeah, what it is. Yeah, has to be at this point. I mean, I mean, it's not like there's any other benefits keeping them there because if you know the reports that had come out about working at Konami are, are to be believed at all, then that place is a fucking shit show anyway. So. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like at this point, you know, I was pissed about it, and but I can't say I was surprised necessarily. Like I don't think that there's much else that they could do that would genuinely surprise me. It's all almost. I'm just expecting atrocity from them now. So oh, don't expect any more AAA games from them ever, ever again. Oh well, at no. least not good ones. At least, at least not good ones. Anything that comes out of that little development studio, if, if there's any talent behind it, and if they happen to make a good game ever again, that's big, then uh, I could almost see all that talent being shipped out to somewhere else because they're going to run as soon as possible and uh, with by headhunters. It's, it's going to... Ha- Konami is done. They're fucking done. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Uh, there would have been a point probably... A number of years ago where that would have been like a sad statement to make like oh man we're losing one of the greats but 
at this point they've just run it so far into the ground that it's just like yeah you really need to uh, just die now just be be done with it uh, you can just continue existing where you are with your bevy of pachinko machines and like shitty mobile games or whatever but i don't know man no now, now to talk on to more more stuff that pains me but you know it makes it's making everybody else happy um so i guess that's good is uh the final fantasy 7 remake trailer was shown and um i was i was okay with it up until the part where they started showing the the combat and then i realized i don't want anything to do with this uh not myself uh the graphics of course they look beautiful have you seen it yet yeah i actually watched it this morning uh the the, the graphics look fantastic uh, the the remix soundtrack that I, I kind of laughed about before, uh, it, it sounds good, but that doesn't surprise me a, as much. Um, you know the the character models, everything, uh, the opening scene, the way that Cloud's running through the streets of Midgard, it looks really good. And then I saw Kingdom Hearts, and I wondered why Kingdom Hearts was in my Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm confused. Did is this is this like Kingdom Hearts? Uh, two point sub over eighteen. Uh, graphical novel story of diatribe. I guess you, that's the word you used before. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it it doesn't look like Final Fantasy. I mean, does uh, it not though? I mean, it pretty much looks like Final Fantasy of of now, like current Final Fantasy, right? I mean, the aesthetic is the same. Yeah, and Square Square has this nasty habit of finding something that that traditional fans weren't, I guess is a vocal minority, uh, aren't too happy about, and then patting themselves on the back and then trying to apply it to everything else and thinking people love it. Kind of like Final Fantasy XIII, like people bought it, so they're like, oh, it must be because lightning is so awesome and... Uh, people really like the plot of Final Fantasy Thirteen, and I think that a lot of us were like, no, we don't, but we're sheep, so we're going to continue to buy your stuff. But, like, they, they did it with Eleven and Fourteen, and Twelve, they, they they kept on, I don't know, uh, I know I kind of went on a mini rant that didn't go anywhere there. Uh, but so, I mean, is it I just, played, is man, it what bothers you the most is just the fact that it's not just a graphical update of the original game as it was like that that ups- does that upset me right like um, would you would you have preferred that they just do like a graphical update of the game and leave everything else like intact i i would have preferred if they never did anything okay <laughs> to be honest with you like i said okay this is where i said earlier i was going to be the old man and the stick in the mud and get off my lawn um because I definitely don't share the same sentiment with even with a lot of uh, people in in my age group that played the original Final Fantasy VII. I know I'm probably in the minority uh, when it comes to this, um, but I you know seeing this because I know that you can't have the turn based battle system that you had back in 1997 mm-hmm. with with a graphical system that looks the way it does. You cannot do it, and it's it's. It's like, so what would I rather have? And that's when I have to come to the fact that I would, I just would rather not have it be remade at all. Um, because I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be happy with anything that the way it's remade. Uh, there's very few instances with, with, uh, things being remade. And I think 
it, it's been more passable with titles that are obscure because when no one plays the original, no one's played that. And I think there's there is that advantage for Square. I think there is that advantage for a lot of the people because I think we're living in an era now. Now that we're almost uh, we're twenty no twenty eight we're, we're eighteen years, almost twenty years away from the release of Final Fantasy VII. So we have an entire generation of people who play video games that have never played Final Fantasy VII or have viewed Final Fantasy VII as a relic. And when they played it, it was it was in it was a historic game and they didn't play it when it was released. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they don't see final fantasy seven as the way I've seen it. Um, they don't see, they don't, they didn't play it when it was released like I did. And I think that's what makes it might make it, you know, more acceptable for, for me to understand that. But that's, that's still me saying I have to understand that there's still a lot of people that are in my age group that look at this and they see Kingdom Hearts, and they're like, yeah, real-time combat, can't wait. I'm just, I, I can't do it. It's very upsetting. <laughs> and see, I'm kind of on the other end of this, like, argument where I have no personal attachment yeah. to the game <clears throat> at all, really, because I didn't play it back in the day, so it doesn't bother me. Like, I think it'd be a cool new way to experience the same st- or at least a similar story, because I guess they're sort of rewriting part of it as well, which I'm sure <laughs> pisses you off also. But... The, the story was a mess, so it might fix some things. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I I can see why people are bothered by it, because I know that if it was a game that I had played a lot when I was younger and I had a certain attachment to it that going and fucking around with it would probably piss me off, but... I don't, and so it doesn't. Um, so for me, like seeing the game updated in this way with you know all new graphics, and I believe it's using the Final Fantasy fifteen engine. So and if it is, I can I can definitely understand why it's being played like that because I've, I've played the Final Fantasy fifteen demo. Yeah, and not not too not too excited. I mean, so I like I kind of I kind of like both, right? Like I. I appreciate and I do enjoy turn-based combat. I always have. And that's never going to be different. I know that um, probably some of the younger generation of gamers are not as familiar or don't like turn-based combat as much because, I don't know, they probably think it's slow or whatever. But I actually enjoy having the ability to, you know, choose my moves every time and really plan out you know, how I'm going to approach a battle and everything rather than everything just sort of chaotically happening at once. So I get that and, and I appreciate that style, but I can also be okay with, you know, a more action oriented style of gameplay. I feel like it's, and I didn't play the FF 15 demo at all, but based on just the trailer from the seven remake, it, it looks like it's very leaning very heavily more towards, um, the action RPG territory. Yes, it, no, it's not leaning towards it as an action RPG. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I've always been a huge fan of Diablo and other ARPGs like that. So I, I can, I can also roll with that. So I think my my lack of like personal attachment to the game itself, I can kind of deal with like whatever they're gonna do. I'll I'll probably end up picking it up whenever it comes out, and I feel like I'll enjoy it. I still want to finish the original. Like I'm still working on that because I feel like yeah. that's 
something that I really ought to do. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you, you, if you're playing the original right now, then you can even admit it yourself. The game is a relic. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it, it in every aspect. I mean, the mechanics are archaic. Like no, almost no games really play that way anymore. And obviously, the graphics, because everyone is just polygons. Oh, they're they're primitive. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's they're they're on the same level as like the very first Virtua Fighter game basically which i remember is funny because they used to have a giant ass virtual fighter arcade cabinet at the uh the local dream machine arcade that we had when i was living in maine when i was a kid and i at the time i thought that thing was fucking amazing of course you go and look at like a virtual fighter now and you're like these are blocks fighting each other yeah it just i remember virtual fighter looking at, i mean like Virtual Fighter Two being a major upgrade, and it's it's hard to go back to Virtual Fighter Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Speaking of man. old ass but, games, know, old. yeah. Um, so what's yeah. this thing with the PS4? Are they getting some PS2 games? Is that what I hear? It is. It is getting some PS2 games. Uh, notable ones that I saw for myself. The ones I saw that caught my eye: uh, Dark Cloud, Rogue Galaxy, and Twisted Metal Black. There's some other ones. That's not. There's eight, I think, total. Mm-hmm. Those are the three I saw that. Caught my eye. But uh, still not getting, like, actual backwards compatibility, though, huh? Uh, uh fuck no. Yeah. No, not happening. Why? 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 I mean, that would mean that there are people out there that who would be interested in these games that wouldn't give Sony money. <laughs> so, okay. First of all, just to give it a brief rundown, of course, uh, PS4 is starting to offer PS2 classics, like they did with the PS3. Mm-hmm. Which, awesome. It's 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 awesome. Uh, that they're finally doing this again. I know I said that Sony was greedy, and it, it's whatever. Uh, it, they're offering you a product. They want money for it. It's their fucking shit. They can do what they want, right? If you if you want to pay for it, pay for it. Uh, they're, they're they're upscaling the shit. It's 10, 1080p uh, upscaled. You know they're adding achievements and trophies and live streaming and all that shit like that. Uh, but you cannot put your old PS2 games in your PS4. And expect them to work. Much like you can with the Xbox One and the Xbox 360. So, I, I don't, what do you think about this? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, these are these are $15. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a bit much. Especially when you can actually buy copies of those PS2 games for, like, way cheaper than that. Not all of them. I mean, no, not all of them, but... I mean, I guess they're just trying to go middle of the road there and break even. But still, listen, this this is just reinforcing my my decision that I think I'm probably just not going to buy another console, <laughs> or at least not one of the you know current gen consoles. I'm I'm still holding out hope for whatever the NX is going to be, but I don't feel like I have a compelling reason to buy a PS4 or an Xbox One when most of the multi-plat games I can just play on my computer and if I and honestly like I'm I feel like I'm more interested in the older games from these companies than whatever they're offering right now and that's why I brought up that PS TV thing because even for 100 bucks I'd rather drop $100 on a PlayStation TV and have access, you know, to the to PSN and just buy some digital copies of the older games that I never got a chance to play and do it that way than spending four times the amount of money 
on a PS4 um, that I might not even really use all that much. I mean, have you been using yours anymore since you got it? Or is that still just kind of like chilling out, collecting dust? It's it's chilling. Yeah. So, see, there you go. But to be fair, I, I really haven't been playing games actively. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's been five weeks since we had our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I, had, I played Shovel Knight, Gears of War, and uh, Soccer Wars. And those are three games, and not a single one of those goes over 20 hours. So I'm not really, like, killing it in terms of playing games anyway. Uh, yeah, that's but, true. So, but I mean, my kids are playing a lot of the Wii U. They don't touch the PS4. They play they they play the 360 more than they play the PS4. Uh, I definitely I have to I have to try and convince myself to play something that's not on my PS3 because I have so much shit I want to play for that that I want to justify why I own all the other, these other systems. <laughs> um, but the, the thing is, I did get two new PS4 games, but I just. Like, I don't want to play them as much as I want to play stuff from my backlog. And that's what's upsetting. I would love, love, love the ability to take my giant-ass PS2 collection and use them on my PS4. I would love that. The The, the biggest problem I'm having right now with the way that Sony's doing this isn't so much that they're releasing them in, in digital content, because that's essentially what they do with the PS3, right? Mm-hmm. They, they came out with them in digital content... And back when they did it with the PS3, this was all well and fine, and no one really gave a shit. And now that it's coming out on the PS4 and it's digital again, people are all up in arms, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, what does get me up in arms a little bit, which I do have a little bit of a problem with, is the fact that if you had, I think, some of these games you can get on PSN for the PS3 right now. Like, I'm pretty sure you can get Twisted Metal Black on PS3, PSN right now. It doesn't carry over. Of course not. You you have to buy it again. Now, you can make the same argument that Nintendo did that shit with uh, the, the Wii and the Wii U, right? With the virtual console? Yeah. Because if you buy something for the original Wii virtual console, it doesn't carry over to the Wii, Wii U virtual console, right? But you get a significant discount. Mm-hmm. Like, if the game is uh, 7 bucks on the Wii U virtual console, like a Super Nintendo game, and you ha- got it for the original virtual console for the Wii... You, like, pay a, a buck to get the Wii U version of it. Yeah. And that has, like, off-screen play and Miiverse, if you like that shit, integration. And it's upscaled and it looks really nice. So it's, I would say it's worth the dollar to do it. I still don't like the fact that you have to pay anything. But if it's going to be worth anything, I guess a dollar is fine. But having to pay the whole entire 10, 15 bucks over again is kind of a dick move. Nah, it's not not really kind of. It just is. <laughs> yeah, it's a straight up dick yeah. move. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like I said, I, these these are just, I have yet to really get many compelling reasons for me to want to spend money on a console, which is weird because up until this generation of consoles, like I've always, I've, I've never really been like on the forefront of them, or at least not in a very long time as far as buying them like close to release but it's always been a thing where i'm like oh man i really want to get one of those like when i can uh-huh. or something like that there's always been a motivation for it and like this time around i don't know if it's a combination of things um but i just i really don't have any 
any reason or motivation to want to get them. Um, if anything, I think, like I said before, I'm probably just going to take whatever money I would have spent on a console and throw some new hardware in my computer. <laughs> then you'd graphics card or something like yeah. that. Uh, now, now I will say like the PlayStation experience that came out recently, I think the past couple days, the one that the Final Fantasy VII trailer came out mm. of, they announced a lot of games that, that look interesting, that look pretty good. And there's actually starting to be a pretty decent library steadily coming out on the PS4. And I'm starting to get a little giddy about where the PS4 is eventually going. I'm kind of getting happy about it. I just wish I just wasn't limited to a 500 gigabyte hard drive, right? I I guess you can swap out the internal hard drive, but, I mean, that's what you get out of the box. So I I just wish that was a little bit different. But other than that, I mean, a lot of the stuff coming out of the uh, the PlayStation Experience New Games announced, uh, other games, it seems like uh, Japan is really throwing its weight only behind the PS4, and those are the kind of games I like. So I'm starting to see these games, and I'm starting to get excited for what's coming out to the PS4 and the the things that are coming out in the future. I think it's really starting to hit its stride. It only took them three fucking years to do it, but hey, better late than never, I guess. Well, you know what? If they If they hit their stride and I see some really, really good reasons for me to want to pick one up, then... Probably just end up doing what I did with the 360 and, you know, grabbing it like roughly halfway through its life cycle after it's already gotten through its growing pains and, you know, stabilized and everything. I was really happy in retrospect that I waited on that one because I completely avoided all of that whole, you know, red ring of death issue and everything. I've never, Mm -hmm. I've had the same Xbox since I bought it, so... I never had any of those problems. Uh, now, video games are over for the time being. <laughs> Unless we get back into video games. Movie trailers, movie trailers, movie trailers. Some big movie trailers have come out since we last spoke uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I don't think we've really spoken about... Did we Do we speak about Star Wars trailers? Uh, I don't think we did, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars comes out in like a week. Hell yeah. And I don't think we've talked about Star Wars at all, and that just cannot happen <laughs> uh we need to talk about star wars so what 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 shane do you think of these star wars trailers i <clears throat> think it all looks awesome and i am thoroughly looking forward to going to see it i already have my tickets for the friday of its release and uh, i will be showing up in a full jedi outfit and it will be awesome. I see. I would see you going more as Han Solo for some reason. Yeah, you know, I had thought about that. Um, but okay, so here's my this is my decision making process with this one. So I'm also going right. to um, Force Fest that's happening here in Jacksonville. Why does that sound like something in the South for a bunch of rednecks who are eating nothing but fried food? Uh, I mean, that's isn't that really like the reason for most events around here? I mean, there's just like fried food and like food trucks, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> the food trucks they show up everywhere but uh point take yeah but um <clears throat> yeah no so force fest is happening on the 11th and it's going to be ridiculous because it's just it's being held in a one of the parks in downtown jacksonville and it is going to be a ton of star wars nerds and they're giving everyone that bought an advanced ticket a lightsaber and at dusk 
everyone with a lightsaber is going to participate in like a giant lightsaber battle and it's going to be hilarious i i'd need to go to this. yes you do when is this again it is december 11th and uh i mean if you go on facebook there's the events there but yeah it's on the 11th on friday friday evening well this sounds like something i should be going to yes yes it does i just don't have i don't have i don't have a star wars outfit i mean you don't need one i'm just doing it because you know i'm a nerd i guess but dude slave leia i gotta go slave yes leia. please please do that i i can see no harm in this <laughs> there's, there's so if i wave my that. hand and tell people i am the sexy slave you are looking for there are so many things like wrong with that that i feel like i'm just not even gonna tackle them we'll just we'll just leave it alone that's it's fine i am the wookie you're looking for that actually might be more <laughs> accurate honestly i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but anyway the trailer yeah no i mean or i the, or tra- at this point trailers oh uh, yeah there's been a number of them yeah um <clears throat> i and this might be totally misplaced and you know whatever episode of this we're recording after the release of the movie there might be a whole bunch of bitching that happens who knows but there's always going to be bitching dude. yeah but like <sighs> I was just bitching about Final Fantasy VII. Well, yeah. Um, What I'm saying is, like, I mean, you remember when Episode One, the hype that was leading up to that, everybody thought it was going to be fucking amazing, and then... And it really wasn't that bad. uh, I mean, but, like, pod racing and... And Pod racing? I'll tell you this. When I first saw the movie, I thought pod racing was fucking cool, okay? I didn't care much for Jar Jar until everyone decided Jar Jar was annoying, which isn't necessarily a lie. Um, no. But for the most part, it was a fun and enjoyable movie. It was fun and enjoyable. Darth, Darth, I, I don't care. Darth Sith, Darth, Darth Sith was <laughs> a badass. Darth Sith, really? What was his name? I don't know. The guy with the red face. Darth Maul. Darth Maul, that's right. Darth fucking Darth Maul. Maul, who is a Sith. He is a Sith. Man, it, look, <laughs> I don't care about the first three at all. Yeah, nobody right? does. But the first one wasn't that bad. Like, it, it's not that bad. The second one was fucking awful. Uh, it, it was bad. It was boring. It was slow. It talked about shit no one gave a shit about. I mean, it's a really great movie if you are totally into, like, ham-fisted romance plots and, like, a shit ton of talk about, like senate negotiations or you're on smack and you have no idea where you are also that but uh, I, I would imagine at that point you probably just enjoy <laughs> just about anything so uh, maybe i mean i mean even that's even that movie is a stretch <laughs> but um one wasn't that bad so yeah i mean people are gonna bitch about this movie even if it is fucking fantastic oh oh I, I know I that th- i'm just saying that like listen i typically am not like a really uh, harsh judge of media. Like I'm usually pretty like easygoing with some, with most things. Like uh, people like to nitpick a lot of things. And for the most part, I don't really do that all the time, especially with new movies. Like it, it'll usually take me at least a couple times of watching it or something to let it sink in for me to be like, wait a minute, I'm going to nitpick this thing. But at least on the outset, generally speaking, I enjoy most things like i'm not like you did with episode one uh, i'm trying to remember if i actually saw that in the theater i don't think i did maybe i did i don't know listen all i all i know is i actually do remember a being super pissed about the midichlorian thing 
and B, Jar Jar Banks is fucking awful. And I said, "What are these? What are these metachlorians you speak of?" <sighs> God, we're okay. You want me to go into this? All right. So I don't know. Do I? Probably not. But so oh. okay, metachlorians was like George Lucas's scientific explanation for why people are force sensitive, why people can use the force. Like there was this completely unnecessary scene of uh, Qui Gon and Anakin. And he had this little, like, basically what was, like, the space equivalent of, like, a diabetes meter. And he was, like, checking his blood count. And he was saying, he was explaining to Anakin that midichlorians are, like, these cells that live inside of us, like, in our bloodstream. And if you have a high midichlorian count, that means that you are much more apt to be able to use and manipulate the force so so what's wrong with because it's totally a it's totally fucking unnecessary it never needed a reason to exist b and this is the big one it removes all of the mysticism from what the force was from the original trilogy the way that even lucas himself structured that whole thing was the force is this intangible thing that that binds everything in the universe to like paraphrase old Ben Kenobi. And it was played up that way throughout that entire run of the original trilogy. And this single handedly destroys that entire mythos by saying, no, it's not this like mystic force. It's just, it really just comes down to cells in your blood. And then on top of that, Part of the reason that people connected with the idea of the Force and, and Jedis and everything so much is because anyone had the potential to become a Jedi or at least to be awakened to the Force. So there was this sort of like – it was it's sort of the thing where you're able to put yourself into a character or into a story because you can say, oh, man, you know, if the Force were real – then anybody has the potential to be as awesome as Luke Skywalker or whoever, you know? And this systematically destroys that fantasy because now it's not, well, anybody has the potential to be great. It's, well, if you don't have this certain count of cells in your blood, you're kind of just fucked. Unless you're not. I mean... Well... What do you mean? I mean, just, I don't know. What I'm saying is it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it does matter. That's what I'm and saying. And that's the point. Okay, I will say what that I'm the, saying okay, is, listen, the best thing. The trailer for this movie is fantastic. We all know that, we all know that Luke Skywalker is probably going to be a bad guy. Chewie's is probably going to fucking die. Uh, uh, what else? I'll make you nerves mad. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. All I know is Jar is Jar that, is uh, actually movie... a Sith Lord, and he's been orchestrating all of it the whole time. You know, that's not the first time I've heard that. No, either. I know that's actually a theory that's like been going around for a while. <laughs> like, no, no, like, by this point, no one gives a fuck about Jar Jar. Leave Jar Jar alone. We gave a fuck about like, Jar Jar before. We never wanted him. Like, like I get it. People don't like him as a character. He, the, the whole entire series would have been better without mm-hmm. him. I get that. That was like how long ago now? Like. Move on. <laughs> it's over. 
Uh, it's done. No one cares. Listen, the best thing that ever came out of episode one was uh, episode one Pod Racer for the N64. That game was awesome. And Dreamcast. And Dreamcast. Which I, that's the one I had. Well, I had the 64, so there you go. I had the Dreamcast version, so it's better. So, huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the trailer, uh, this looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, very well, uh, very well marketed. Everything I've seen looks 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 really good. I think them keeping Luke out of the any of the trailers to really show what's going on, or outside of him like trying to touch molest R two D two, that it looks uh, very very well done. And uh, there's a lot of mystery behind a lot of these trailers and what's and people trying to put this plot together. Uh, very much unlike the Batman v Superman trailer. Uh, that has pretty much just spoiled everything about itself. Yeah, so I will admit I actually have not seen the most recent trailer for this, so I, I don't I don't know what um, happened there. Uh, okay, and it's first of all I, I'm not as butthurt as a lot of the comic books fans are. Uh, however, I am upset because what what DC essentially did is they if this movie was a issue of playboy go on they pretty much took they took their centerfold and had them sit spread evil spread eagle on the cover that's essentially what they did with their latest trailer like why do i need to open up the fucking playboy why do i need to buy this thing i'll just stare at this girl's twat and uh i'll be fine on the cover um that's essentially what dc did with this trailer and it doesn't help that Lex Luthor, in my opinion, is... It seems like he was intended to be the Riddler or the Joker. The way he acts. Hmm. Okay. And that... that It doesn't feel right. Like, he could he could have easily been uh, uh, the Riddler. And you, you probably could not have told. Uh, it's not... It's not good. And, um... A lot of people are butthurt by this. I'm not as butthurt, but I can understand why they're not happy about it is that Doomsday is a villain in this movie. I feel like I should have some sort of reaction to that, but I... Doomsday is the guy who killed Superman. Yeah, see, this is... And the death of Superman. how much I don't know about Superman. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's... that's. I'm not as upset like a lot of pe- other people are. I'm like, how could you do Doomsday? He's one of the biggest villains in, in the Superman lore, and you're going straight to that for the first Justice League. And I'm more like, why is Lex Luthor acting like a silly jackass? With long hair. He's not bald and serious. Yeah, I mean, I literally have, like, zero feelings about this movie, I'll be honest. Like, I oh. well, okay, so I saw, I think what was the first trailer? Um, was that the one where Superman, like, rips the door off the Batmobile? I don't I think know. it was. And yeah. that was pretty cool, but I'll be honest, I have never cared about Superman to begin with, first of all. Um, I have some thoughts on why i don't give a shit about superman and it really just kind of boils down to he's boring boring as shit yeah um so that's got that going for it and yeah i'm still totally unsure on the batfleck thing um i oh he he looks like he's gonna be good well that's the thing is i i've heard that now like based on some people that have i guess i don't know seen like some pre-screens or early footage or whatever of of the movies that he's actually going to be good, which is awesome. I'm glad. Like, I'm not 
trying to root for him to fail. I don't have like a personal vendetta against Ben Affleck or anything. It just seemed like at the time a weird choice. But I agree. It seemed like a very bad choice when they first. But if he's going to do it justice, that's awesome. And I I hope it works out. Ha ha ha. What a a good pun. Good pun there. Justice. Do it justice. But uh, as far as Superman versus Batman itself, I mean, I suppose in theory, the idea sounds cool. Um, But yeah, I'm not nearly as invested as some of the comic book fans are, I guess. This is going to be one where I'm just going to be like. I guess I'll wait and see how the reviews are and then maybe go see it or wait till it comes to Netflix. <laughs> I don't well, it's, know. It's not going to come to Netflix. It's going to be too successful. I'll tell you this, though. Your your Warcraft movie trailer, by the mm-hmm. way, um, it looks like ass. What? You, you haven't seen the Warcraft movie trailer? Yes, I have. And what do you mean? It looks awful. Why? Like, because it looks bad. I mean, that's not it like looks a like reason, a, but... It, it looks like a third... It looks like it was made like a foreign film with CG. It does... It, it looks like low budget and as fuck. Really? Low budget? Like, have you... Well, you probably haven't. I was going to say, have you, have you seen, like, some of the shots of... Like the movie representation of like the city of Stormwind and stuff. That shit is intense. Look, I can't, I, I can't take it seriously. Like when you have this orc that they're trying to humanize and he's worried about his family and his baby orc. I can't like be like, oh, this orc's such a family man. And then I remember clicking on him in the game of Warcraft and them saying Dabu Dabu. I don't. <laughs> okay, you're I also can't do. I can't well, do you're it. Coming from. Yeah, you're coming from that perspective where you're like, okay, I think I played like Warcraft 2 or something back in the day and... Uh, 1 and 2 and 3. Okay, well, so the Warcraft lore and the characters that, you know, reside in that universe have evolved significantly since then. And so it's not so much of a stretch for someone that's still, you know, sort of like in in contact with that because I do still play Warcraft. So to me, and I think to also a lot of wow players and fans out there now, this is actually a really logical extension of, of the game as it exists today. I can see where you're coming from. Definitely. Because it is a huge leap to go from like, you know, um, zug zug or whatever, or stop poking me to, um, trying to, you know, have actual, <laughs> you know, empathy for, you know, an orc and his family. But there, there's... Especially when they're cartoonish. I mean, the game's always been cartoonish, though. Like, that's... But the game hasn't been a movie. Uh, I, I don't know. Based on the trailer, I didn't really think it looked all that cartoonish. It actually looks pretty similar I to do. the, uh, the in-game, you know, um in-game cutscenes and stuff that blizzard is pretty uh, famous for there's a, i don't know this i did not i didn't like the look of it i i didn't it, it looked like it was taking itself way too seriously there's there's something there is something wrong with it there's just something that was off something that just didn't hit like something i watched it was just i i just watched it and i was like this is not this is this is not going to be good. I mean, that is very possible. And of course, I'm, you know, you can take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm coming at it from a, a very obvious fanboy angle here, but um mm-hmm. I have some really high hopes for it actually. It seems like the thing is, is like the story of 
Warcraft, as it's been told through the last 10 plus years of World of Warcraft, has always kind of been a more serious tone. I mean, obviously, you still have that Blizzard humor that's always peppered throughout the whole game, but like the overarching plot has always been a pretty serious one overall. So again, I, I don't think it's like that much of a stretch for the movie to sort of take that um, approach. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I'll be there on on opening day for sure. Not in New <laughs> I, I I do not think I will be there. Um, I think that's pretty much all all we got for today. Well, uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think so. I think we've uh, had a pretty good discussion. Trying to catch back up from over a month of being gone. Yeah, we we missed a lot. Uh, like we didn't talk about Dead or Alive Extreme not coming here. No, we didn't. But uh, conveniently enough, that may or may not play into our main topic discussion for our next episode. So uh, yeah, it's like it should have been talked about today, but someone wants to do research. Uh, yeah, I mean, heaven forbid, I have any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, oh, so I suppose we should probably um, throw this in just really quickly. Uh, for for people yeah. that may actually be tuning in for the first time, this is probably completely irrelevant. But for anyone that's kind of been keeping up with us over the course of this little thing that we do here, uh, Chris and I have decided that we're going to change up the show's format just a little bit. So what you may be used to is going to change slightly. Um, we're going to be trying to compact the show down to roughly about an hour in length. And this one itself is already kind of going to run over, but we've just been kind of blabbing about stuff for a while. But, um, I blame Konami. Fuck Konami. I mean, blaming Konami is probably a safe bet in most cases nowadays, but, uh, we want to kind of keep it to an hour. So in order to do that, we're going to change the format just a little. Um, the longer form news segments that we generally do, those are going to be kind of gone now. And in place of that, we're going to be taking uh, our the, our flight segment, which is the smaller bite-sized uh, pieces of news, and using that to cover mostly just the more important news topics of you know that week or two weeks or <laughs> whenever we get around to recording, and um, get through the news a little bit quicker that way. Um, you still get the info just in smaller smaller chunks. Uh, and that's going to leave us more time for what I think is really the the big part of our show, which is our main topic discussion, which we will be rebranding what's on tap. So uh, we're going to try that out next episode, and uh, I think it's going to work pretty well. I think we're going to have a little more sleek and streamlined version of the, the retro hangover podcast that you know and love so well that we hope you know well i mean i should hope so yeah because i I, like we said at the beginning though so we pretty much could have been dead and i don't think anyone would have known (laughs) we're just we're just going down that dark path again here but anyway hey uh exactly uh we're trying to make the show i was trying to make the show better and make it more approachable from the outside audience and we'd always appreciate any feedback you guys got uh let us know how you're doing uh how you feel about the show and uh you know, thanks for those of you who are listening right now. And, you know, we hope to see you next time we record. And thanks for everyone who's stuck by us and who's listening right now uh, because and listened to us before because, yeah, we have been gone a while. And it's hard to get these things out um, on a regular basis, especially with life. We're not doing this professionally. Uh, we have real life things to take care of. 
you know, first world problems that take priority over podcasting. But we love doing this. So thanks for listening and uh, thanks for being with us. That's right. And uh, until that next time, happy gaming. Thank you.